guys. Welcome back to the Switch Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. And today we have a special episode. So we have NFL defensive tackle, as well as a TV personality, Chris Okoye. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored, man. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. So our first question, what got you interested in football? Oh, what got me interested in football? Um, So... Honestly, it was more of like a societal pressure. Uh, my family just kind of pushed me into it. I was kind of big and athletic, so I just kind of – people kind of pushed me towards it, found my love later on. You know, it was, a, it was a tool to help me pay for school, a tool to help give me different experiences and different perspectives. So, so yeah, it was kind of what – no super cool story with that one. So uh... – were there like any like NFL players you enjoyed watching, and was there a team that you that you rooted for? Uh, okay, so I would say a uh, player that I kind of uh, looked up to was probably Cam Newton. Uh, we were like similar vibes. Like he was a person that was an individual, and he didn't follow the stereotype. Like I was a lacrosse player. Like I was a I was a minister, a preacher, a poet before I like got seriously into playing. I didn't let football become like my sole identity, and I always look at Cam Newton for that same aspect of just like, like football is your job; it doesn't consume your whole entire life. So, still having your own individual personality outside of it. So, always his swagger, you know, his love of the game, his intensity. Like he he worked hard, you know. He did his, you know, he won the highest when he won championships. You know, he won MVP of the league, but he still like kept his swag. And he was never like the status quo of like, oh, let me just be like some super, super serious, like jock type of vibe. He was, he was himself and I always love that. So what was like the whole college process like and how do you end up at Fair State and all the recruiting going up to it? Um, So for me, uh, so I, I came in high school, I was primarily a lacrosse player my first couple of years, got in football kind of late, probably like junior year, started taking it more serious. Didn't start till like, honestly didn't start start until I was a senior, so my recruiting process was slow. So leading into my senior year, um, started getting highly recruited by a lot of different Division two schools. Went on visits. Uh, Ferris, the recruiting coordinator there, Ryan Brady, just happened to be like a guy that really believed in me and understood my personality, and we seemed to mesh well. So I decided to uh, to go to Ferris and and it working out for me. You know, what was your whole, like, college career there like? You know, what was the experience like playing in college there? So the experience playing college there was a lot different. A lot of my pro teammates, uh, it's a quiet, you know, low-key town, chill vibes, pretty much. How was uh, – so, you know, when you go to a Division two school, you don't really have the expectations of going to the league or being like a, being like a pro. So I had majored in pre-law, and I was preparing to go to law school. So I was pretty much like swamped my first two years, just getting prepared for that. And then once the whole idea of being a professional athlete came in on the scene, probably like late my junior year, early senior year, when I was preparing for the LSAT. Like I was, I mean, I was swamped on college, like trying to graduate early, go to law school and get into the NFL was like a lot of like pressure because those are two very, very demanding career fields. And football just happened to work out. And so like my college experience was very like, Low-key and chill because, like I said, I was trying to go to the league and get in law school, so I didn't really have time for much time for your shenanigans. I was, I was locked in. So. so what was it like playing with the L.A. Chargers and, like, playing with some, like, big-time defensive players like Joey Bosa and Derwin James on the same team as you? 
it was lit. Uh, uh, one of the cool parts about being around like greatness is you get the opportunity to like soak it up, you know, playing with Herb, super, super humble guy, man of the people, great vibes. You know, you have um, Derwin James, his energy is like insane. His football IQ is through the roof. I remember there was like a, there was a play one time, I think it was like Asante Samuels, he's trying to like take, take an angle. And I remember like watching Derwin literally grab the corner and throw him into the tackle because his football IQ is like so off the charts. And then obviously then Joey's, Joey's arguably one of the freakiest players I've ever played with. I remember we had a joint practice with the 49ers and just watching him just like win at will. Yeah. Very few guys can just like win at will or like win every single rep. So just seeing him, his, his attention to detail, how he trains, how he eats, how, how he carries himself on and off the field, like was truly, truly, a, truly a blessing. So what would you say like the biggest difference between like college ball and the NFL is like for you? Like what was the biggest change of the game like? The biggest change for me from college to pro, I would say is like, the football IQ and the attention to detail in D2, like, like, you know, and not even in D2, just in college, you can kind of rely more so on being like a freak athlete, bigger, stronger, faster than everyone. And coming from a division two school, we don't necessarily have like the most top tier position coaches because you don't necessarily like need that great technique to win where you go to the pro level and it's a lot more scheme, a lot more schematics, a lot more X's and O's, a lot more being able to read, to read an offense. It's like, um, I would say the mentality, the mindset, the brain behind it goes up. Like being like a pro, it's a lot more mental. Like, like I want to say like eighty eight percent of the league has a college degree, so it's like, like guys are like smart, and you really having to like diagnose plays and be able to like react fast and like make things make sense. It becomes more of a mathematical game than just lining up and hitting someone. So, what was it like playing the USFL and being like one of the probably majority of USFL players played like D two football? So, was it like being like a minority in USFL coming from D two, not D one, and just a storm playing a different type of football league? Um, so the USFL wasn't as like by the time I hit the USFL, I had already played in the league for four years. So, like I kind of like the whole like D two mindset kind of had like left me. I was kind of like viewed more as like the NFL vet. So. For me, like, going there, um, it was more so helping coach the young guys up, you know, like, teaching guys, like, yeah, like, the X's and O's, having attention to detail, showing up early, staying on top of your training, staying on top of your nutrition, being a good person, going out and, you know, adding value to the community, being philanthropic, being a good individual. Like, like you know, I, I think that's a, a big part people skip about, skip talking about when it comes to sports is a lot of the best players are overall really good people and service of the community, servants of the community, and, like, and I think those type of soft skills get overlooked. So that's that's kind of like something I am like really big on teaching the like younger players. It's like be a good dude because I think there's a direct correlation between being a good person, a good student, and a good athlete. So if you can master those three, I think you have a pretty solid career ahead of you. So outside of football, you've done like a bunch of stuff. One of them is that you become an author. So could you kind of describe the story of of that and like what inspired you to do that? Um, so my book, Extreme Gratitude Leads to Happiness, I actually wrote that um, while I was going on about football. It's a reality reality TV show I was on. And it was kind of like me and my buddy Chase, like they're just like football players that do TikTok because like I screw around on TikTok and have a good time. And, um, so I remember he got released one episode and we were having a conversation, um, you know, like 
because the thoughts after you've been released is like, oh, like you're going to be super, super depressed and da, 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 da. And so I've never had that sentiment. Like whenever I've always had like an abundance mindset, like every time I've ever been released, I've always got another thing. And so like, I remember my buddy Chase, that got released and I was like, yo, like this was his first time ever being released, ever being a pro. So I was just telling him like, yo, like everything's going to be okay. And like, he's like, bro, like I'm like, I'm not that sad. Like I'm super grateful for like this experience. I'm super grateful for all the other things we have in the story. Like things happen, but it's about focusing on that next opportunity. And so when I noticed that, I was like, yo, like life is really about being mindful and being grateful and utilizing what you have and not focusing on what you don't have. So that kind of started off. And then obviously like when I really got going, like a lot more went into it. And this, I believe that gratitude helps ease anxiety and depression. So like it, it got like way deeper after that, but I would say that's kind of what first sparked the idea. Well, is it like being like a TV personality going on to like, like being like on screen live and stuff? So being a like so being a TV personality was definitely a unique experience for me. Like if I'm a small time small time guy, I'm a, I mean I'm a product of like church families. Like I think my family has like three pastors in it, and so for me, just being like low key ducked off guy into becoming like a you know a viral TikToker and that leading into a reality TV, and it was definitely like eye opening. Um, it gives you more accountability, you know. Uh, because typically, like, people know me because of my size and because of football. But then with TikTok becoming, like, one of the biggest platforms in the world right now, and then being on, like, TikTok and a TV show, like, there's more accountability because people people notice you, you stick out. Like, I'm 6'6", 320. So, like, there's no doubt when someone sees me that, like, that's me. So being a TV personality gives me, like, more accountability and just making sure, like, I'm accomplishing my goals. I'm being a good person. I'm leading by example. I'm not leading a double life where like I'm being a hypocrite and doing these things behind the scenes. Because in my, you know, everyone's trying to cancel someone. So if you get caught slipping, like someone's gonna say something. So I think the more the more notable you come, like uh, the more accountability you have to have. So we're gonna go into more like rapid fire questions, just fun questions. Our first one: What was your favorite moment in playing in the NFL? My favorite moment playing in the NFL. <laughs> I probably my favorite one playing in the NFL was my rookie year. I was playing for the Bengals. I got a sack. Um, I got a, I got a sack versus the Dallas Cowboys. There was a, a vet. I was a you know rookie mini camp guy. Then got signed for rookie mini camp. And there were like three guys ahead of me. But one of the veterans, a ten year vet, he, he started having like back spasms. I wasn't expecting any playing time. I was just blessed to be there. He started having like back spasms. So I had to go in and then I went in and had like two TFLs and had a sack. Like, and they really gave me the confidence I needed. I think helped fuel me into now going into year five. And that I remember like having like having that game. And that was just, that was probably one of the most euphoric moments that I've ever, I've ever experienced. Like, cause playing in a freaking, um, I think it's AT&T stadium, the Cowboy stadium. Like, I mean, it's like a it's like a dream come true. Like, well, I don't know. SoFi is freaking sick. Have you guys seen the new SoFi Stadium? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Plan, plan, plan. There was super, super dope. But by that time, it's like it's year four, and I'm kind of like used to playing in, in different stadiums. So, like, the shock factor was there. But um, definitely, definitely, probably my first my first game, like playing and like really getting active, like made me feel really, really good. 
so you kind of like kind of mentioned what our next question was. What was your favorite stadium? You know, are there any other stadiums you enjoyed playing in and maybe even in college too? Uh, well, playing D2, I didn't like any rest stadiums. <laughs> My high school stadiums were uh, arguably up there with them. But um, so I think so, so, so far, so far is definitely the sickest stadium from a pure, like the turf's good, the technology, the locker room, you know, it's all fire. I mean, SoFi is literally um, a, a compilation of all the best, you know, facilities across the world put in one. So SoFi, hands down, the best stadium I've ever played in. What? Who are some of your favorite teammates that you played with with in the SL? My favorite teammates, hands down, uh, Geno Atkins. Uh, gave me tons of the game. Coming in as a young guy from D two, kind of took me under his wings. We still, um, we still talk to this day. Like. He's giving me game, technique, things to expect, the, the business aspect of it. I think Carlos Dunlap, absolute love, love Carlos. Seeing him, I mean, what's like year 11, 12 for him? I think he was uh, with Seattle last year. He's now on KC. Another guy loved me up, and I was in um, when I was in Cincy. He really looked, looked after me, gave me the gave me the game. Javon Rowan Jones, um, that's my guy. We tapped in. Uh, Adam Schuler, like me and Adam Schuler are like we're we're super close. He um played played uh, for for the 49ers and the Redskins. Not for you know, 49ers and the Cardinals. Yeah, and the Tavier Thomas is that's my brother. He's captain for the Texans. We came out together. Like yeah, I got a, I got a lot of um I believe you build a lot of close knit friendships in football because you go to battle. You know what I'm saying? Like like very few like friendships or relationships, you don't know how secure they are until you're tested. And I believe with football, like, for like you get thrown in the fire right away with someone. So you kind of learn, like, okay, does this person fold? Do they choke up? Can they handle pressure? And, you know, it's a good time. And our final question to finish this interview is, what's your favorite sports movie? My favorite sports movie. Ooh. Favorite sports movie. Oh, loving basketball. I got loving basketball. You see, like, you know, hey, that's a vibe. That movie, that, that movie's a vibe. Like, you see a lot of different. I'm big on perspective. In my book, I speak about perspective. That movie offers like so much perspective that's relatable. Like you being the top flight hooper and your girl being a top flight hooper, dealing with that. Like, like you just see, a, you see, like constant like power dynamic changes. Like. One second you're the guy, next she's the girl, she's the guy, and you're the guy, and she's the guy. Well, not the guy, but she's she's like the, the leader in the relationship. Then like he tears his ACO, she's the banker, he's back in the league. Then she finds her love back for basketball, she's back in the league. Then he's like a stay at home dad, and she's like a WNBA all star. Like so much perspective. Like I, I love perspective and like seeing them grow and learn to empathize with each other. And then I think relationships where you can like sharpening each other are powerful and like in that movie like the, when you look at that movie from a higher level you know lens like they really were able to sharpen each other like, like emotionally mentally and on the court so i just always thought that was dope yeah so i mean that's pretty much gonna wrap up our interview with you chris thank you so, so much for hopping on the show have a great rest of your day good luck in the future thank you thank you man appreciate you boys stay up